Welcome to Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I'm your host, Jeff Winkers, professional personal trainer with a passion for nutrition, psychology and mindset, and fitness. Wow, obesity and diabetes rates have increased 10%. To solve this, we need to nourish our bodies, flourish our mindset, and grind through hard work. Are you ready to nourish, flourish, and grind to better health and happiness? Welcome back, everybody. I hope everybody's had a uh, great couple weeks. It's been a little while since we have been on uh, with you guys for some Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. Again, I am your host, Jeff Winkers, and I'm super excited to to come on back. It's, it's been a lot of fun so far, but uh, I want to let you guys know that the reason we took a little time off was uh, to create a little more structure around this podcast so that way it's not so sporadic and and I want to be able to I feel that we owe it to you and I owe it to you guys to come out with more of a uh, consistent schedule and so we've been working on that and really coming up with a plan and so for the future uh, from now on we will be doing this in what I uh, what I'll call seasons uh, six episode seasons where we will put out uh, for six weeks a new episode and then I want to take about two weeks to about a month off because I want to prepare six more great episodes for you. So that way the quality of work that we are putting out to you guys and the content that we're putting out to you guys is is top notch because I really want to I want it to be worthwhile for you guys to take the time to listen to this and I want you guys to really get a lot out of it. So um, I, I appreciate you guys understanding. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming back and listening. And so uh, thank you guys. And so uh, we will get rocking and rolling today. We uh, I want to go in. We're going to do a two-part series on this one, uh, on this topic. And it is on sleep. Um, we've got a lot of – sleep is one of those things that right now on average – uh, you know, a lot of people get, I would say majority of people get between five and six hours of sleep. That is the average is what a lot of data out there is suggesting right now that we are very few people are getting over that, you know, six hours to the end of the seven to eight hours of sleep. And we are wondering, you know, a lot of people are worried about it. Is that enough? Is it not enough? Uh, are we sleeping too much if we're getting seven, to eight hours? And, and really, I'm not going to go into which one what is more important, how much sleep is important, uh, for a couple reasons today. Um, for one, it is very, uh, it is a lot like nutrition in that there are some people that can, I've found, and from a lot of research that I've done, can operate very, very well and almost are healthier by getting between that five and six and a half hours of sleep range. However, there are some individuals uh, in another part of the population in which like that is not enough and they will be very unhealthy if they are not getting enough sleep and into that seven to eight hours range, which is typically recommended by most uh, most sources out there from doctors to uh, blogs to, you know, all those things. You know, the typical answer is seven to eight hours of sleep for, for adults to be healthy and functioning properly. And so I don't want to get too in-depth on that today because – I want to make sure that I've got all my ducks in a row when I'm going at it because I really do uh, firmly believe in that, like nutrition, there is no right or wrong answer, no absolute answer on what's the best for every individual because I think everybody is very different and it's not fair to say um, to you what you should be at. But then if, let's say, you are getting seven to eight hours of sleep but you feel like crap and you're more tired, 
Um, I'm an example of that. I actually am more tired the more sleep I get than if I stay in my routine of five to six and a half hour range. Now, again, the jury's still out on is that healthy or not. And I, again, will be providing some information on that in our next episode. But what I really want to get into is why why is it important? Like we all know that sleep is important. I want to get in today on the importance of it and like how to create better quality of sleep for yourself because it is important regardless. Like we need sleep. You cannot go without sleeping. And so let's go into like what how important it is and really what it's affecting you if you're not sleeping. If you're not sleeping well, um, what is it doing to you and your body? Um, and to a lot of people, sleep is, is a luxury. It's not really a a it's kind of like eating healthy um it's a luxury to eat healthy it's a big misconception out there and some people think that sleeping well and sleeping enough is a luxury when we got to flip that and understand that sleep is important and we got to get enough of that and so here's a couple areas of why sleep is important and the first thing that comes to mind is the brain is the importance of brain function um and being able to get that optimal uh, amount of sleep. So what they're, the thing is, if you're not getting good quality of sleep, you're probably noticing that you feel tired all the time. And it goes into even bigger portions of that. When we, we a lot of times think, oh, I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm super tired. But there's other factors that go into that, such as being a lot more forgetful, uh, being more irritable, being just, you're not on top of your game. You're not able to do the things that you can do at your potential, at really what it is. And in long term, um, that they see is that people that aren't getting enough sleep have bad job performance, um, uh, have mood swings, are depressed, and actually it really can go into affecting your relationships uh, around you. Um, and so it's super important. There, People that don't have the best quality of sleep and don't get enough um, are, are four times more likely to suffer from lack of concentration and have three times more likely to have relationship problems and have depression in their lives. And so it is super, it is important. And again, how much is a whole new, uh, is a whole other ball game. And I want to talk about more of the quality and, and give you guys a little better understanding of what it's doing. And so it is for brain function, proper sleep and good sleep is, is critical. It's super important. Your brain cannot regenerate properly if you are not getting the right amount of sleep for you and the best quality of sleep for you. Um, and, and that's really where you got to find that. And then, so really the brain is the first step in this and it it really goes into a lot of different realms again, from mental health to performance at your job, uh, to relationships. It's really mental, it's, it's focus, it's concentration and it's emotional. And then it goes into your, your relationships, which is a lot in that gamut. So it is important. And I, I don't think that I'm telling you anything new, but I think what I'm hoping to do is elicit some reaction in you that you realize, oh, dang, I really need to like sit back and, and think about, am I getting enough? Am I doing the right things to get good quality of sleep? Am I getting enough sleep? I want you, I want you to really take a, you know, a moment and just really think about that and ask yourself that and realize that it is important and not putting it on the back burner um, to everything else, whether it be your job, um, your, you know, all the things you've got going on in your life. Let's be honest, if you do not have the right mental state, how are you going to be able to be the best 
person you can be for those that are in your lives, whether it is you are a parent and you're for your kids or you're just in a relationship being the best spouse that you can be to somebody or being the best coworker you can be. So that way you can advance in your job and you can prove that you are a critical member of a team. Um, so it's super important. It's valuable to, to understand that and to really take time. It's like anything else you got, you know, even financial situation related to that. Like if you're not looking at your finances, you're going to end up at some point losing sight of it and then not be in a healthy financial state. You got to, but a lot of times we avoid it or we don't think that it's that important. And then we end up in this bad hole. Um, so that is our first, first piece of our, our anatomy that really is in, in our physiology that it is important to, to get that. Um, the next thing we look at is, is your heart. Um, and this is a, a, a statistic that is very overwhelming. Um, but the University of Warwick uh, did a study and they found that people that got bad sleep um, on a continuous basis makes uh, you 48, almost 50% more likely to die of heart disease and 15% uh, more likely to ha- develop stroke. And so that is very, very like telling in how that it, it affects your, your heart um, in these instances. And so it's important to take that into account as we are looking through these things and and understanding that it's not just affecting your brain and in your mental state, but it is affecting you physiology, uh, physiologically as well. So when it comes to heart, when you're with your heart, how it affects it is, is obviously, I think when you realize it, it, it makes a lot of sense. So um, your, your entire body has a chance to slow down and, and really reset itself when you're getting good sleep, when you're getting enough sleep. Um, and so, I mean, obviously it restores the energy and, and releases proper hormones. And so, and then obviously you're slowing your breathing, which equals you're relaxing your muscles, which increases blood supply, um, and then drops your blood pressure. And so like, it makes sense that having enough sleep is going to be easier in your heart. Um, but it's also going to allow for things to move properly and promote proper growth and, and restoration with your body and your heart. And so um, if you're not getting good sleep, these natural processes that affect your heart, um, it, it really can have a, a bad effect on it, which can equal heart disease and, and certain things. So like if we look at insomnia, you know, what happens is you're getting lack of oxygen into your body, which means you're getting lack of energy. Um, and, and your heart's actually going to be working a little bit harder. You're increasing your risk of heart failure, um, because of that. And that's why you see people um, that do have insomnia, um, are increased. You hear, unfortunately it increases that, that high blood pressure, increases your stress hormones, and then that's hard on your heart, um, and affects our heart rate. And that's during that time of sleep, it's your time for your heart to just slow down and, and relax and not have so much to do. And so it's super important with that. Um, if we look at like sleep apnea, um, it, it, you take shallow breaths, you take, you know, you're not breathing sometimes for up to 30 times, um, pauses in your breathing. Um, and again, you can only imagine if you hold your breath, you're increasing your, your blood pressure and you're reducing the amount of oxygen that's in your blood. So your body is not going to be obviously getting the things it needs, uh, in order to do that, which is going to, you're going to see increase in heart rate. Um, and your body has to take extra steps to increase that heart rate and oxygen level and blood pressure, which is making that sleep that much harder. Um, and they can, and there's even some studies that say it can cause heart palpitations. And so 
Um, really what's normal is, is I mean, it, it really is different based on everybody. You know, resting heart rate can rest between anywhere between 60 and 100 beats per minute. Um, and when they start, you get to, into tachycardiac state um, when you're over 100 beats per minute. Per minute. And then bradycardiac uh, heart rate is too slow, which is less than 60, which there's some things that uh, suggest that that's not necessarily a bad thing um, for that. So um, that's something that is is really helpful when understanding the importance of sleep in your heart. Um, and the last thing that I really want to um, emphasize for those that are over 65, guys, if you're not getting enough sleep and good quality sleep, you're 83% more likely to have high blood pressure, which is scary and increases your risk of heart attack and stroke, of course. So it is very, very uh, important to understand that. And, and it hopefully puts it in perspective from a heart health perspective. It's not just affecting your brain, like I said earlier. It is affecting your heart. Also, we move into our next part. Uh, a lot of studies are showing that um, there's a relationship with, with sleep quality and, and quantity and and weight. And so you might be a little more concerned with your weight than you are with your sleep. Um, so the thing is, you have every right to be a little worried with your weight, but because the lack of sleep and quality of sleep does increase your chance of obesity. Um, so if you if you don't believe that sleep is important, um, and your weight is though, you're pro- you're focusing on the wrong thing, and you're not going to help yourself lose weight. If you're focusing so much on your weight and losing weight, and you're not focusing on sleep, you're you're really taking steps backwards, and so. The reasoning for for weight gain is during if you're not getting enough sleep and good quality sleep is that the longer you're awake, the hungrier you'll become, and your body needs energy to keep going and to stay up for those long hours. Um, the more energy it will require, and when it comes to that, uh, it can really mess with your, like I said, your your weight and everything. And so there's actually really good information, a really interesting facts about this because with adequate adequate sleep. Half the weight uh, that dieters lose are from was from fat. For people that, that restricted calories, did it the right way, um, they lost that weight from fat, not muscle. Um, and those that were sleep-deprived um, and didn't get good quality of sleep uh, experienced uh, almost 55% loss uh, or less fat loss. They actually lost weight from um, or didn't lose weight, but it was pulled from muscles. And um, they also, of course, slept uh, those that got bad quality sleep, less sleep, were always hungry, um, were not satisfied after meals, and just felt not like there wasn't even enough energy to exercise. So we're, we're really, you're getting this like domino effect where if you're not getting good quality quantity of sleep, you're going to be hungry, you're going to eat more, you're not going to be satisfied for meals, so you're going to eat more. And then you're going to feel very sluggish and tired, so then you're not going to want to exercise. And so it's just this domino effect with when it comes to weight loss, that if you're, if you're not focusing on your sleep, just like what I talked about earlier, um, and I previously mentioned that um, your body ends up like gaining weight or not losing weight and you're you're if you do you're pulling it from the wrong places so your focus needs to get away from weight loss and focus on sleep first like we need to get our ducks in a row in order for us to start doing these things properly and do it the right way so that way you guys are doing you're losing weight in the right way you're you're doing it in a way that helps um and then it, it really there's a hormone that really messes with that and so 
when you're sleep deprived and quality is terrible, your body's ability to properly uh, respond to insulin. So now we're getting into diabetic uh, situation um, diminishes. So when you're not responsive to insulin, your fat cells are far less able to release the fatty acids and, and lipids and to produce energy and your blood glucose remains higher. And so any extra fats and sugars that are circulating in your blood cause you to pump out more insulin. But eventually, again, that causes insulin um, insensitivity to it. So you're not as sensitive to insulin. Um, and it's and it causes or it you right away become insulin you you causes your body to store fat in all the wrong places including tiver, uh tissues like your liver um and leading to problems such as fatty liver and diabetes so uh it, it really can lead to even bigger problems when it comes to weight which comes with the insulin but the insulin is not the only hormone affected by the lack of sleep um some of you know uh in my previous episodes that hunger is controlled uh, controlled by hormones, uh, leptin and ghrelin. Leptin uh, is a hormone that produce it's producing your fat cells, and the less leptin you produce, the more your stomach feels empty um, and less satiated and satisfied after a meal. Um, whereas ghrelin, on the other hand, stimulates hunger and it reduces your well, it reduces your metabolic rate, guys. It increases fat storage. Um, and so it's shown that based off in our uh, research in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism, that sleeping too little and getting bad quality of sleep reduces leptin and actually stimulates ghrelin, which causes you to feel more hungry, less satisfied. And like I just said, um, it re- while it does, re- it reduces your metabolic rate and actually increases fat storage. So and then lastly, and I know I'm getting really deep in here, then there's a hormone cortisol, which the stress hormone, when you don't sleep enough, your cortisol levels rise. And not only does cortisol make you want to, it, 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 rewar- it creates a higher um, uptake of the food reward centers in your brain, making you feel more satisfied um, from eating more food. But it also inhibits your ability to break down fat and for energy increases um, and increases the breakdown of muscle. It's that survival uh, hormone to help during times of, um, of famine because our bodies back way back when we were in our infancy as humans needed that because we, we didn't have food as readily available. And so your body, in order to survive, cortisol was super important for um, inhibiting the breakdown of fat so that way you keep that fat and storing fat um, and would rather break down muscle uh, at that point. And we don't want that. We don't want you to break down muscle, of course. So that is where sleep and the quality of sleep and quantity of sleep really plays a huge role in your weight loss. So for those of you that are really focusing on that, and not everybody here might be, um, but think if you don't want to um, you know, gain weight and you want to maintain, sleep is going to be an important, important piece of you uh, achieving that and, and being able to continue that. Moving on to the next point, we look into life length. And um, so this is where I'm going to get more in-depth next week into that. So um, there's some studies that show that, you know, sleeping seven to nine hours asleep, those that do will live longer. Um, And those that sleep shorter, um, it's really, they actually found um, there, it's just so much, it's so contradicting. And that's why it's hard for me to be able to give a good quality answer. And that's why I want to save this for another episode. But that live, those that sleep seven to nine, uh, nine hours longer live longer. But then those that sleep shorter um, 
or even live longer. So it's, it's really a complicated thing. So, um, but you're more likely to, uh, 12% more likely to die over a 25 year period if you're not getting enough sleep, but also if you're getting too much sleep. Um, so there is a, there's a balancing act in that when it comes to longevity, um, with that. And there's a lot of factors that go involved that are involved with that, that go beyond sleep in my opinion. So it's, again, it is too, it would be very irresponsible for anybody and my firm, in my opinion, for anybody to just focus on sleep and say, that is the only factor. And that's why some of these studies you have to look at very with a cautious eye, because if they're only looking at sleep and not looking at dietary factors, you you got to take it with a grain of salt because diet and nutrition plays a super, super, super huge role in uh, your ability to have quality sleep. It plays a big role in your ability to, um, to live longer. In my opinion, and in what I've read, uh, to be able to live longer, diet's going to play a big, big role in that and what you're eating, because if you eat better, you're probably going to sleep better. Uh, and, and I think we all understand that. And, and I think that is a fair assumption um, based on a lot of things that we know that I will say that nutrition is the biggest piece, but sleep is super important and I'm not degrading the importance of that. The last thing I want to I hit on on how important sleep is to you and your body is your immune system. Um, is that people that when, when you're sleep deprived, your immune system is weaker. And I think we've all experienced that. Like in times of when we're not sleeping, we get in bad sleep you find that you're, you get sick all of a sudden when you're tired and, and whatnot. Um, and really, I think we've all experienced that. Um, and so how does it affect your, your chances of getting sick and, and your immune system? So there, it really does affect that um, because during sleep, your immune system does important things. It, it, it releases proteins called cytokines. Uh, which help promote sleep. So not only if you're getting good sleep, you're, you're releasing these, uh, it's kind of like a scratching each other's back thing. You're getting hormones that are going to help you promote better sleep. Um, but they also need to, these certain cytokines need to increase um, when you have like an infection or inflammation or when you're under stress, those things need to increase. And so when you're sleep deprived or the quality is bad, it may decrease that production of those cytokines. And in addition, the infection fighting uh, antibodies in, in the cells are reduced during those periods um, when you don't get enough sleep. So it's understandable that your body needs sleep in order to fight infectious diseases. And, and really long term, again, it affects your, your risk of obesity, diabetes, heart and blood vessel, which um, uh, diseases, which again, it, your, your immune system does play a role in that. And so again, we can get into the, the numbers more next week, but it, it is important to get enough sleep to bolster that immune system. And, and again, I will emphasize that that doesn't necessarily more sleep is, is better because, um, people that sleep more than nine to 10 hours of sleep actually will have more likely a bad quality of sleep, which, um, or difficulty falling or staying asleep, which can equal the same thing. You're putting your body under more stress, um, when we do that. So your immune system is, is affected by this in the same sense. So, those are the ways, that's why I want you really to take a moment, guys. And I want you to just evaluate your sleep. You know, understand like how many on average, how many hours of sleep are you getting? All right. And really take some time to like see how you feel. You know, maybe you're, it's all over the place. And this is a great opportunity for you to really see, okay, do I feel better when I get 
five to six hours of sleep or do I feel better when I get seven to eight hours of sleep? I will always say like typically your body is always going to be your best advocate. You listen to your body and let that be your guide when doing these things, when, when trying to understand where you need to be at for sleep. Okay. And for really anything, you know, exercise, I tell my clients all the time, listen to your body. All right. Your body is never going to lie to you. Listen to it, be in tune with it, um, to help you understand that. And so, um, come up with that, like really find out how you feel, like really take note of like, did you have more energy? Was your concentration worse the next day after this amount of sleep? Or was it better this day after getting this much sleep? Really take some time and, and evaluate that for yourself. I promise you it, it, it isn't that hard. You just got to be aware. You got to take some time to be aware during the day, which I know can seem hard because we live in this go, go, go society, but I, you need to do it for your health. There's no like if, ands, or buts about it. Like if you want to achieve certain things, you've got to take the time to do these things. You got to do what's hard sometimes. You got to do the things that take work sometimes. Just like exercise, stepping foot into a gym. If you want to lose weight, stepping foot in a gym is a great first step. Um, diet and learning to eat better is a great first step. Understanding what you're eating is a great first step. And understanding how well you're sleeping and what, how much you're sleeping and the quality and what things work to create better quality of sleep is going to be a huge, huge advocate for you. So last thing that I want to get into is, is how can you create a better quality of sleep? I don't want to talk too much about quantity. Um, I want to talk about quality of sleep. So like, here's some ways that you can create a better quality of sleep for yourself. Okay. Um, and so just bear with me here. Um, here's some tips on how to create a better quality of sleep. Number one is, is stick to a schedule. And this includes the weekends. It's super important. Like on the weekends. Now, obviously, you're going to live a little bit. It's not going to be perfect. Like, I don't want you to be a robot. I don't recommend being a robot. But try to follow, like, this same schedule where you, you wake up at the same time and you fall asleep at the same time each day. Um, if that's hard to follow, try to at least stay within an hour of, like, a normal sleep schedule for you. Um, for example, for me, and I will be the first one to admit, I'm not perfect, and I will say, like, I really, on the days that I don't train early in the morning, I really should get up at the same time. I should get up at like four o'clock in the morning. But I'll say right like lately, I haven't been. Like I'll, on the days I don't train early, which I would say like five out of six days, I'm getting up early anyways. But on the days that I do get to sleep in, I really should be getting up at uh, four or five o'clock in the morning and staying within that hour of when I normally get up. Like I'll be... I'll be the first one to say like that is one of my it's one thing I need to work on personally as as a trainer as a some a health expert that really wants to help you guys um, get better as well like you're not alone I need to do the same thing um, but the same thing goes for what time you fall asleep at night like what time are you going to bed like if you're falling asleep typically nine ten o'clock at night like on the weekends you should be falling asleep between nine ten o'clock at night give or t- give it an hour you know. If it's 11 o'clock, like, fine, but, like, try not to regularly where on the weekends. During the week, you're always going to bed at 9, and then on the weekends, you're going to bed at midnight. Um, you're messing with your sleep cycle at that point, and it's going to be harder for you to stick with that and, and create a better uh, lifestyle. Number three is to make healthier choices in the afternoon. Um, really, you should try to focus on making healthier choices all day, but... 
especially in the afternoon, um, we just it really comes down to how much caffeine and sugar you're intaking in in the afternoon. At, in the afternoon. Um, so instead of like trying and going to get a bunch of caffeine when you're at work, try to go take a walk or um, go just even getting up from your desk and, and going outside and just breathing in some air and just absorbing some, some good vibes outside. Um, or even exercising 30 minutes um, a day at least can help you sleep easier at night. And I know there's like, I wouldn't say like, don't go work out at nine o'clock at night. That would be a bad idea. But like, being in between three o'clock and six o'clock, working out in some time in, in that range for 30 to 45 minutes can really, really help you. And now let's say you work out in the morning. That's great. Go take a walk at the end of your day. Um, it's a great time not only for yourself um, to just stay active, but also it's a great time for your family and for you mentally to get out and just get away from disconnect from the TV, disconnect from your phone, go take a walk, talk to your significant other, talk to your kids, go for a walk and just be disengaged from, from social media and from all the electronics and stuff that we have in our lives. Um, take Number three, take your work out of your bedroom. Do not do work in your bedroom. I do not let myself ever do work in bed. Um, I like no, no emails, no writing a post for Facebook, no um, even like reading. I do not read in bed. I, I, I really try to avoid that. Um, really your, your bedroom should be used for two things. You're going to love it. It should be used for sleeping and your bedroom should be used for sex. That's it. All right. That's the intention behind a bedroom. Okay. But like even watching TV, doing homework, like even if you have a desk in your bedroom, try to get it out of your bedroom and create that space that your bedroom is for those two purposes only. If you're going to watch TV, I'm not telling you right now that you shouldn't watch TV before bed, although you probably shouldn't. But if you're going to do it, do it out in the living room where it is or have another room, a family room where you can go to to do that. And I even agree with reading, like create a space where you're going to read um, things outside of the bedroom and then when you go in the bedroom it's time to go to sleep that's where we really need to establish that um for yourself it really like it is going to be an adjustment if you're somebody that watches tv in bed it's going to be an adjustment um it's something that you might want to work on and and i would be the first one to say for me it was a huge adjustment when i first started doing this because i was such that was routine that it, it at first it was very struggle it was very tough it was a struggle and I struggled almost, I almost for a little bit got bad sleep, but I stuck with it. And now I would say I get so much better sleep because I've, I've really established no watching TV in bed, no reading in bed. Uh, I, when it's time to go to bed, I just go to bed. The, the only other thing I would say I do in bed is actually I meditate. I do meditate in bed just because it's right before I go to sleep. Um, and it helps calm things down, but I'm not being, uh, stimulated by anything else. I'm actually de-stimulating by listening to a guided meditation. Um, and the last thing that I want to hit on, um, is to establish that bedtime routine. Um, just like in exercise, like we do a warm up before we start doing the legitimate workout. Um, an Olympic sprinter utilizes a specific warm up routine before a race. I know from my perspective as a, as an athlete, I, before sprints, before football, um, before a wrestling match, like I had a specific thing I had to do to be able to perform the best. And you got to treat your sleep the same way. You should do the same kind of routine because it's going to set you in that mindset. Um, and actually, I mean, you go to your, I 
reading books about how to get your kids to sleep better as a, as an infant. You've got to create that that new that routine for them. Like if you're going to give them a bath before bed, they go you bath, then they do this, and then they do that, and then they they get used to that. And we got to do that for ourselves. Just because you're an adult, it's not just a kid only thing. It's a, we all need to be able to do that. So we need to prepare ourselves for sleep, so that way we can perform. If you want to say quote unquote. And uh, for better sleep, you're going to be better. You're going to have better quality of sleep. So, you know, such things as like, you know, turning off your TV, um, let's just say 30 minutes before you go to bed, um, having a, a cup of water and reading a book for 20 minutes, brushing your teeth and then go to bed. Um, or maybe you take a warm shower and then you tidy up the house a little bit or you do the dishes and then you go to sleep because it's your body is condition to get in routine and adapt and what that does after time is it signals to your body hey it's time to sleep and you start produ- uh, producing the hormones necessary uh to produce that better sleep melatonin uh in order to start doing that uh comes into it so those are four things that i would say is going to help you get a better quality of sleep and and really help elevate your your sleep game if you want to call it that so that is really what I wanted to get you guys going to get you on the topic of sleep. Next week, I'm going to go more in depth on sleep and quantity of sleep. How much is good? Um, how much do you need? And what are the key things to look for on like where your sleep should be um, in terms of how many hours a night and like how, how can that affect you um, and how to really take your sleep game up to that next level. It's kind of like starting somebody out with an exercise routine. We're going to start with this, guys. And then eventually, once you're getting good at doing push-ups on your knees, I'll say challenge yourself to go push-ups on your toes. Let's get good at this for this week and, and establish this like concept of like where am I at? How many hours of sleep? Understanding like the information that you get from it, and now we can apply that next week into our next session, into our next episode. So um, I hope this helps you guys. Of course, reach out with any questions. You can you can reach out uh, to me on Instagram at Jeff Winkers, and you can always reach out to me on on Facebook as well at our Burn Boot Camp Lacrosse South page as well um, to ask any questions. Whether if you don't feel comfortable doing that personally, um, and for any of my members, feel free to come up and bring up any uh, any things that you have questions about or that you have want more information on. So. Other than that, guys, it's been fun. I'm excited to be back. I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope this helps you guys kind of take your health to the next level so you guys can nourish, flourish, and grind in your life. Other than that, have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure, I would love it if you guys rated and reviewed it, whether it's good, bad, or negative. I want to know so I can help you all better in nourishing, flourishing, and grinding towards a better you. Thanks, guys.